Hello. Good evening and welcome again to your program, our program, The Gospel Watch, brought to you by the, uh, the Narrowgate Project. The Gospel Watch, um, a program established by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to discuss about the truth of the gospel and to promote that church which Christ built which he promised that the gates of hell will not prevail over and is sponsored by the narrow gate project uh, with me in this um, your regular studio I'm um, sorry regular um, anchor of the program Tolu Mogaji and with me in the studio today is one um, member or regular member of the panel of the narrow gate um, um, radio sponsors and I'm talking of uh, brother Adimola Adibayo Bradimola, you're welcome to this program. Welcome, good evening. May God bless you. Yeah, uh, we might be having another member of uh, the panel joining us before we. I'm in some segments of the program today before we finish, and um, I would like to remind uh, um, listeners that at uh, some point in this program today, we will uh, open our phone or open the line for you to call in and uh, air your views or make comments or ask questions concerning um, the, the topics, uh, the topic of discussion. Uh, we would like to hear from you. We would like to also know what you feel about what uh, we are discussing. Uh, like we said, the program is talking about or, or marshalling the gospel truth and uh, reenacting the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ in the raw form, in the original form in which he established his church which he said the gates of hell will not prevail over. And uh, you will remember the Lord says, it's not everyone that calls me Lord, Lord, that will enter um, my Father's kingdom, that will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do the will of his Father, that is, of, our, of God the Father. And it is on this premise that we believe it's not every glitter in the Christendom that is gold. It's not everything that we see out there, especially in the, in the modern day world. The church is drilling. Um, the impact of Christianity is uh, uh, not felt or hardly felt in many parts of uh, the world. And we could see that uh, we've uh, left our first love. We've left those things that the Lord Jesus Christ promised or which he laid down for us to do in order to... Um, in order to um, um, run the church the way he wants it to be. And so the impact of Christianity is felt less and less and less, and we discover that uh, there is little or no difference between the church and the world anymore. And so today we are going to round up our discussion on the topic we started uh, about two uh, episodes ago, about the world in the church and the church in the world the world in the church, and the church in the world. How far has the world crept into the church, and how far has the church de derailed and mingled with the world, such that we can hardly see a difference between the world and the church anymore? You get to Eddie, in some Christian gatherings, you cannot even differentiate whether you were in a pub or, or, or a social gathering. 
you get to some social gathering, you are not even sure whether is the, you see the same kind of people, the same kind of style, the same kind of idea, the same kind of music, the same kind of worldly things that will have no value to the kingdom or add no value to the kingdom of heaven. And the Bible declares that God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. That's what Jesus Christ said in St. John's Gospel chapter 4 verses 23 to 24 and it says the time is now and god is looking for those who will worship him in spirit and in truth the bible also declares that we should worship god in the beauty of his holiness how much of these attributes of worship do we see in the church today beauty of holiness in spirit and in truth they are all um, aliens to most of our worship today most of our worship are now jamborees, entertainment, galore, and we, we, we could hardly feel the impact of the spirit or truth or holiness in any of our worship nowadays. So the church in the world and the church and the world in the church. And with me, partnering with me on this topic, like I said, is Brother Adimala Adibayo. Um, yes, Brother Adibayo, the church in the world. Any views, any thoughts for our listeners out there? Well, um... Let's go to Second Timothy chapter 4. I'll read from verse 1. Sorry, brother. Uh, before we do that, can we quickly pray that the Lord uh, impacts life with this, uh, with this um, discussion today? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We give you praise, Lord. We thank you for another opportunity to air your word over the air. We thank you that many people will be listening. Father, we pray that as people listen, Lord, help them that they may understand through the Holy Spirit what is being said in the name of Jesus. Amen. Above all, we pray that let it be your glory that shines in this, in the name of Jesus. Amen. We pray that let no flesh glory in your presence, but let all the glory be to you, that your word may bring glory to you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Please, brother, before you continue, or before you say your view, let me just quickly read uh, a Bible passage, uh, which um, probably would uh, help us in, um, in our focus for today. Uh, we want to take that reading from the first epistle of John, chapter 2. That's first John, the first epistle of John to everyone, chapter 2. I start reading from verse uh, 15. Let me just do 15 and 16 or maybe to 17. Now, I'm reading from the Amplified Bible, so there might be some emphasis there. John, first John, chapter 2, verse 15. Do not love or cherish the world or the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh that is craving for sensual gratification and the lust of the eyes that is greedy longings of the mind and the pride of life that is Assurance in one's own resources or in the stability of earthly things. These do not come from the Father, but are from the world itself. And the world passes away and disappears. And with it, the forbidding cravings, that is, the passionate desires, that is, the lust of it. But he who does the will of God and carries out his purposes in this life abides forever so the bible talks about love for the world is not i mean love for the world is just the opposite of love for the father 
And when he talks about the things that is the world, that is the loss of the flesh, craving for sensual gratification, the loss of the eyes, the greedy covetousness, longings, the greedy longings of the mind, that is those things we con- 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 conjure in our minds about the lust or greed and the pride of life. That is assurance. When you have uh, so much trust in your own resources, in the materialistic uh, build-up that you have, or in the stability of earthly things, a lot of our things have now are now built on earthly things, on human resources, I mean, on earthly resources rather than faith and trust in God. So, sorry to cut you short, but I just want to point out this uh, passage as uh, a main uh, a main area of focus today. Okay. Yeah. Now, in relation to your question about the the world in the church. Yes, sir. Let's turn into Second Timothy chapter four. Okay. We start from verse one. It says, "I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at His appearing and His kingdom, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine." For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. After their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itchy ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth. And they shall be turned unto fables. Now, this is a prophetic discourse from the apostle Paul. And he was saying that, you know, there's going to be a time when Christ is going to judge the world. You see, that is a certain as my name called Ademola, you know, it's, it's an event that is going to take place in the very near future. Mm. But before that happens, he enjoins Timothy, and that also applies to pastors and preachers today, that we should preach the word, be instant in season, out of season. Now, basically what that means is that as pastors, as preachers, we're only allowed to preach the word two times. Those are the only two times we're allowed to, to preach the word. And you see, that is very good... King James English in season and out of season. In every man's terms, it just means that when it's convenient and when it's not convenient. So we're to preach the word all the time, basically. And it says we should reprove, rebook, exhort. Now, and in all long suffering with doctrine. Now, so in any terms of rebook and exhorting and reproving, it should be based on doctrine, on principles of what the Bible says. You see, God has given us ways in which these things should be done. And they're through his word. But listen to me. Because as I go on to the final step. It says for there will come a time. When they will not endure sound doctrine. Mm. Now those times are here. We now have what you call the church growth group. If you go on the internet. Search for church growth. You see these people. What they're doing is that. They're applying the businesses um, principles. And they're bringing it into the church. Instead of preaching the word. Instead of you know exhorting. Instead of using the bible. You see, instead of following rules in places like Romans chapter 10, where God says that it's the preaching of the word mm. that brings about salvation, churches are now returning to um, drama. They're turning into, you know, all sorts of things other than preaching the word. You know, they're saying that preaching the word is outdated and churches need to be relevant to the time they're in. Mm. As if the Bible has any basis for relevance. When the, was the Christian faith relevant anyway? The Christian faith has never been relevant to the world. Never will it be. Never shall it be. 
But you know, it says a time will come when they shall not endure sound doctrine. Those days are here today. Hmm. We're already living those days. But after their loss, shall they heap to themselves teachers having itchy ears? So teachers who want air scratch. Hmm. You know, these are the men who has all the ovation, clapping and all that. You see, these people are called hirelings. You know, that's what our Lord calls them in John chapter 10. They're called hirelings. You know, they just paid there. They're, they're preachers because they want the fame that goes with it. They want the adoration and all that kind of stuff. You see, and these men bring glory to themselves rather than glory to Christ. You see, that's the distinction between a genuine preacher and a false preacher. Who do they glorify? They, do they glorify Christ or do they glorify themselves? Do they attempt to share any of Christ's glory? That's one identification. Another identification is you look at them through their diets. You see, a wolf feeds on sheep. You see, a false teacher will feed on the sheep of God, of, of Christ. Yeah. A true teacher will nurture the sheep, will give his life for the sheep. You know, but a false teacher will feed from the sheep. Mm. So, when you look at all these church growth and things like that, you begin to realize a picture here that the world is now becoming part of the church. Because many churches are now adopting worldly principles Contrary to what my brother shared earlier in John, in first epistle of John, chapter 2, they are, they're using worldly principles to try and grow their church. When the Bible actually says the only legitimate biblical method of going to church is through the preaching of the word. Yes. Yeah. Thank you very much, my brother. Um, especially this issue of uh, worldly principles. Mm. I have uh, seen people argue. I don't, I don't know what, uh, maybe we, we have to give a view on that, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, if uh, we can use some principles in the world to bring success, I mean, you apply some maybe management principle, people management, and uh, some people would, would even argue that uh, our Lord Jesus Christ used some of those principles in the way he manages people. Well, I wouldn't know how, 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 far, how, far, how far they could, uh, sang, um, uh, they could support that with, the, with biblical uh, truth. But what, what I mean is, people will say that uh, if you can apply some principles and be successful in the world, that you could have swell, uh, use, I mean, ad, ad, um, take God's business mm-hmm. as business. And so apply business principles to uh, to to make a success of God's business. Like, uh, well, maybe let me put it in another context. People will say that uh, if you can give some passion, apply some principles, and 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 use those principles to do, uh, I mean, to uh, to to approach your own business with a passion, then you could use similar principles to approach God's business with same passion. You understand what I'm trying to yeah. say, and that uh, they will see nothing wrong with it. Or that, in fact, some people will say you can see you can blend the two in a way. I mean, use the biblical principle because they will say hide under the fact that probably it, it, they were given by wisdom of God in any way. That at least the Bible will say, well, there, there's nothing that anybody has except God actually gives it to him. And how 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 do we how do we then do draw the line uh, in the sense of yes, we want to do God's business. Yes, we want to be passionate about God's business. Yet, we want to make a success of God's business. Yet, God gave us some worldly, or some principles which we use in our worldly business. But how do we then draw a line between the business of God, the way God wants it to be run, mm-hmm. and the business of God using human philosophies and doctrines? Especially in the context of what our Lord Jesus Christ said in Matthew chapter 5. People draw to me with their lips, but their hearts are far away from me. 
they are teaching and doctrine rudiments and commandments of men. They, I mean, they are changing doctrines of God. How, yeah. how, how do we Th- draw a line? Thank you for asking that question, actually, yes. because it's an area that I've had this earlier today um, in a, in a lecture I attended, and basically, what they call it is that the end justifies the means. Okay, that if this thing works for the kingdom of God, quote and unquote, we should use it even it may not be scriptural. Yeah. Well, to such people, I say that they're greatly mistaken. Hmm. You see, the Bible is very, very unmistaken about its principles. And we serve a God that never changes. You see, if God says that this is what I want in the first century, then he still means it in the 21st centuries. Hmm. God never changes. His word will never change. The Bible says a few verses before um, that chapter 4, it says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Yes. And it's profitable for doctrine, mm-hmm. for teaching, for reproof, for yeah. reproof. Yeah. That the word of God may be thoroughly furnished with every good works. You see, everything centers around the Bible. The Bible lays the foundation about how the word of God should be taught about how the church should be run, mm. about even how we should worship God. Mm-hmm. The Bible lays all these things. Yep. Who is man that should deviate from what the Bible says? How dare you hmm. say that you know better than the creator mm. of the universe? Mm. That is height of arrogance. Hmm. Now, let me read the scripture here. Some people might think it's not relevant, but I can draw a relevance from it. <laughs> and it can be found in Matthew chapter 20. Verse 20 from starting from verse 25. In fact, the fact when this um, 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 program was launched about four years ago, this was the very first um, topic that we did. Yes, and let me read it. It says, But Jesus called unto him and said, You know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise mm. dominion over them, and they that are great exercise authority upon them. Mm-hmm. But it shall not be so among you, mm-hmm. but whoever will be great among you, let him be. Your minister mm. and whoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant, mm. even as the Son of Man come not to be ministered unto, but to, to minister, minister and to give his life as a ransom for mm. many. Yes, now that's one principle. What is it? It's about church government. Now, Jesus Christ, the incarnate of God, mm. the King of Kings, mm. Lord of Lords, ruler of the universe, he says that as Christians, leadership should be there to serve their congregation. Mm. Now, let's say that Pastor X comes along the scene mm. and turns this rule upside down and says he's going to rule with the rod of iron. Yeah. And it seems to bring the crowd. It seems to make things work. Does it mean that he is right in ignoring what our Lord says? No. Mm. Because by his action, he's already in sin. And God can never bless sinful work. Mm-hmm. You see, that is the principle here. Anytime someone goes against what the Bible specifically says on an issue relating to the church, Mm. they're committing sin. Hmm. And it is a fact that God will never bless what is sinful. You might see the growth. You might see things. Let me give you a brief number of reasons in the fiscal Hmm. why this may happen. The first, God may be blessing you in spite of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. God may align you to have success so that you may be fortunately deluded in your falsehood. I mean, 
Ahab, wherever he is, mm. will bear testimony to that fact. When the Bible said God raised a lying um, prophet to lie to Ahab mm. that he can go to war, mm. and that was where he got killed. You see, so God may allow it to happen so that you further delude it. Mm -hmm. in, in Thessalonians as well, God says that it will send them a strong delusion that they shall believe a lie. So there are many biblical reasons why God may allow people to steal their delusion mm. by allowing them success. Also, God may have just decided that, well, I've washed my hands of you. Hmm. You know, you can carry give them, on. Give them to a reprobate mind. You, you know, give up to a reprobate mind. <laughs> and it says, guess what? Your, your, your suffering is not far away. Hmm. You know, see what Second Peter says about things like that. So, to say that God is going to compromise on his laid down principles, hmm. because someone thinks they know it all, they know better than God, is just a lie from the pits of hell. God of scripture never compromises his word. Hmm. King, King Uzziah, hmm. he made that mistake. He was actually, quote-unquote, trying to do God a favor by trying to stop the ark from falling to the ground. Guess what? God killed him straight away. Hmm. You see, that's the God we serve. God doesn't compromise on his principles. Yep. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, thank you very much. And uh, maybe just to buttress uh, these points that you've raised, I would like to read uh, another passage from uh, the Bible. Um, second, I'm sorry, First Corinthians uh, chapter 2. And then I will read uh, from verse. Let me just uh, let me start. Let me read from verse four, First Corinthians chapter two, verse four. I will read the amplified version again. And my language and my message were not set forth in persuasive, that is, enticing and plausible words of wisdom, but they were in demonstration of the Holy Spirit and power. That is a proof by the spirit and power of God operating on me and stirring in the minds of my hearers the most holy emotions and thus persuading them. So that, in verse 5 it says, So that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, that is human philosophy, but in the power of God. That is our faith should not have, I mean, uh, in, the, in the King James Version, it just says, your faith, should not stand, well, the same thing, in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Yeah, bet we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, ye, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. Uh, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. So, um, the Bible is very clear about uh, teachings, about... Um, about uh, um, about what our teachings should be based upon. And as we see in, 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 in what Bradley has said, and again, in uh, what Paul has said here in the second, uh, first Corinthians chapter 2. And I think in, in, in Colossians 2, in chapter 2, he, there was, um, I mean, he taught us also that we should not, uh, we should be rooted in Christ and we should not allow ourselves to uh, be, be uh, distracted. Or, or, or taught by uh, by um, doctrines based on uh, human philosophies and uh, uh, human traditions and human philosophies. I mean, we, 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 once uh, uh, that there is this issue of uh, human uh, philosophy, when one is one once a, a church has gone that route, number one, we've undermined the work of the Holy Spirit. We will undermine the work of the Holy Spirit. We will, we will not allow the Spirit to flow because sometimes, in most cases, God says, "Your ways are not my ways." 
And a lot of times we do get it wrong. We think we are doing God's work. And uh, he said in Matthew chapter 7, It's not everyone that calls me Lord, Lord will enter into my kingdom. Why? Because we are doing things in our own way, in the, in the way of humans. In fact, he calls us hypocrites in Matthew chapter 15. Uh, so, the church in the world is the topic today. And very soon we will open the line and if anyone wants to um, put in some questions or add to the comment, we will tell you what the line um, to call will be in about five minutes or so. Uh, the church in the world and the world in the church. Like we started, the Bible says, do not love the world and everything that is in the world. Um, just before Brother Ade says uh, one or two words before we open the line, I just want to um, write some, um, read out some notes uh, about that topic, or sorry, about that passage, which is our main passage for today. First John chapter 2, verses uh, 15 to 17. Uh can you uh, let, 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 let's hear this? It says some people think worldliness is limited to external behavior. The people we associate with, the places we go, the activities we enjoy, people just think those are the those are the things that are meant by worldliness. But worldliness is also internal. That is, it begins in the heart. It is characterized by three attributes. That is, number one, the lust of the flesh which is preoccupation with gratifying physical desires, that is, lust of the flesh, is preoccupation with gratifying physical desires. Number two is materialism, that is, lust of the eyes, craving and accumulating things. You see, craving and accumulating things. I and mean, when we look at the way churches are run, we will discover that today, in most cases, the way you measure the success of a church is in the abundance of what it has. And I think the Bible is very clear about that. That the life of a man is not measured by the abundance of what he has. But in most cases, our churches are measured by the abundance of material things that we gather, accumulate. And those are uh, 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 loss of the flesh. Uh, and then the third one is the... Um, uh, sorry, loss of the eyes is materialism. And the third one is pride of life. That is, obsession with one's status or importance. Obsession with one's status or importance, like we were talking about, like my brother was talking about the growth of a church. We were looking at um, numerical strength, the the kind of buildings that you have, the the sophistication of your of your uh, of whether the choir, the kind of music that the, that, that uh, how entertaining the choir is. It doesn't matter how whether they minister to souls or not, but as long as the as long as they entertain and satisfy the sensual desires. Uh, make feel good kind of worship and then the sophistication of your technology uh the how how beautiful is your dome or how well cushioned are your seats and things like that the beautiful the the inner beauty or the physical beauty of the of the church auditorium those are the kind of things that we look at and we say oh that ministry is successful we don't want to care how many members in that ministry are actually uh, candidates of heaven and uh, these are the kinds of things we do and that makes it very glaring that the church is in the world and the world is in the church and christ is saying here through the gospel i mean sorry through 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 the letter through the epistle of uh, of saint john because like we said that all scriptures are are given by inspiration of god that love not the world and these are the kind of things, the, the loss of the eyes, the loss of the flesh, and the pride of life. You know, when, Eve, uh, when the serpent tempted Eve, he tempted her in these areas as well. Also, when the tem devil tempted Jesus in the wilderness, these were his three areas of attack. 
And when we look at it, by contrast, God's values, self-control, a spirit of generosity, and humble service. It is possible to avoid worldly pleasures while still harboring worldly attitudes in one's heart. It's also possible, like Jesus, to love sinners and spend time with them while maintaining the values of God's kingdom. What values are most important to you? That's a, a poster, food for thought. And do, do our actions reflect the world's value or do they reflect God's values? Over to you, my brother. Thanks very much. Yes. Um, let me quote one scripture, one verse actually, Luke mm. chapter 18, verse 8. Yes, sir. Actually, let me start from verse 7. This is our Lord Jesus Christ speaking. It says, And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he hear, he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Hmm. Now, when we really look at the root of all these worldliness in the church, all this world in the church, mm. the root cause of it is a lack of faith in the tools that Jesus Christ has given to his church. When our Lord Jesus Christ, when he ascended into heaven, he gave his apostles direct instructions not to leave Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit came. Mm. This instruction they followed to the latter and they got so comfortable with it that they thought Jerusalem was their home they didn't even want to go out because probably you know they've been so awed by the Holy Spirit mm. but guess what sent them out it says in Acts chapter 8 from verse 1 and it said and Saul was consenting unto his death that's Stephen that has been killed and at that time there was a great persecution against the church which was at Jerusalem and they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentations for him. So what eventually sent them out was persecution that, you know, by God's providence happened. And guess who stayed behind? The apostles stayed behind. But all the new converts, they all went out mm. to go and preach the word. But you see, the key thing here was that they all had faith in what Jesus Christ told them. That they should go out and preach the gospel to all nations. Today, many ministers do not have faith. They don't believe that the Bible alone is enough to gain their um, their, 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 their ways of doing mm. things. Yeah. They don't believe that the Bible contains all information mm. necessary. Mm. They don't believe in the all-inspiring nature of scripture. This is the source of looking at other ways of doing God's work mm. apart from the way God has specifically mentioned. Mm. They seem to forget that men like Noah preached for over 120 years yes. and only him and his family were rescued. Mm. They seem to forget that men like Lot preached to all the nation of Sodom and Gomorrah, mm. but only him and his two daughters were saved. They seem to forget all these instances, places where God in his anger destroyed nations. Mm. They seem to forget that the Bible clearly states that few there be that find the right way yes. to salvation. Mm. They seem to forget that Christianity is always going to be a faith of the minority. Hmm. That for as long as the world lives, 
Christians will always be a minority faith. They seem to forget these things. But they look to ways other than the biblical ordained ways. Hmm. And guess what? When they go for those ways, they're always going to be fruits. Because the Bible says, Jesus Christ himself says that when you plant fruits, there's always a reaping of harvest. Hmm. And you can only reap what you sow. Mm-hmm. If you sow worldliness, you reap worldliness. Hmm. No wonder we have so many scandals in the church today. Why should people be surprised? Because many of these people who are put in high positions were never converted. They love their sin as they love themselves. Mm. They love their sin more than Christ. Mm. And because the word of God has not been used in preaching, in ensuring these conversions, what we see is the fruit, which is corruption. Mm. So, you see, those are the things. When you lay them down, the source of all this rubbish going on is because people lack faith. Mm. They no longer believe in what the Bible says yes. about winning souls for Christ. Shall he find faith when he comes when he back? back? That's what the Son of Man said. Babe, thank, thanks be to God. He said he's built his church Amen. and the gates of hell will not prevail over it. I believe there are still the uh, figurative or the, 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 the 7,000 prophets of Baal. I mean prophets, genuine prophets that have not really bowed to Baal. Uh, we believe there are still people out there who are really doing genuine works of the law, and we thank God for their life. Uh, but we know that the, the majority are actually uh, doing their own bidding, doing man's bidding, man-centered churches, and they are not really part of the uh, church triumphant or, or, or church militant who will transform into the church triumphant. A lot of uh, churches that we see around are just uh, business ventures. Uh, once again, the program you are listening to is the Gospel Watch, brought to you by the Narrow Gate Project, um, a Christian charity, um, which has consisted of members who have dedicated themselves to the uh, preaching and practice of the gospel truth. And uh, this program comes your way here on uh, um, Niger 101.1 FM and on www.nigerfm.com on the first and the third Saturdays of every month. Um, we would like to make it a weekly program. Uh, we, we are trusting God for sponsors uh, who will join us and uh, make it uh, run smoothly every week. But for now, uh, that's the much that the Lord has been able to do for us to make it a bi-monthly, I mean, sorry, bi-weekly program on first and the third Saturdays of every month. And now, if you want to be part of this program or you want to join us, um, well, we do. We are not um, a group um, that uh, really, after money, we believe in the in the in the provision of our Lord Jesus Christ. But just in case you are craving for the gospel truth, or whether you have disillusioned about Christianity and the way Christian Christianity is practiced nowadays, or you want to associate or identify with people who are ready to stand up for the truth, stand up for the truth of the gospel, or you want to be part of this kind of discussion probably out of the studio in a, in a formal setting in worshipping the Lord in spirit and in truth or in part of a vibrant Bible study where we dig deep and uh, come open and lay everything bare like our Christ would do. Please join us in service or in worship at um, um, Broadwater Farm Community Center, uh, Adams Road, London, N17. Broadwater Farm Community Center, Adams Road, Tottenham, London, N17, 
6HE. Um, we, you, we are invited to worship with the CAC Narrowgate Model Assemblies at 10 a.m. on Sundays and at 7 p.m. on Wednesdays for Bible studies. And if you are busy on both days, we also have in, on one of the houses on the estate at 7 p.m. Um, house fellowship on Thursdays. So 10 a.m. on Sunday, um, 7 p.m. on Wednesday, and 7 p.m. on Thursday. Uh, yes, uh, we've got someone calling in. Yeah, hello. God bless you. Hello, uh, good, good, good evening, sir. How are you, sir? God bless you for your for your uh, calling God in. Bless you, sir. Yeah, may I know uh, who's calling, please? Uh, my name is Daniel. Daniel. Okay, thank you for calling. Yes, so, may we listen to you? Yes. Uh, I've been enjoying your program very well. Thank you, sir. God bless you. Yeah, it's yeah. very interesting program. Th- yes, sir. Yes, sir. My question is that uh, I just want to add to my knowledge. All right, sir. Uh, I want you to enlighten me if it's proper for a man of God to be requesting for an offering from the people with their own credit card. To be requesting for offering? Yes. Okay. From people? Yes. With their credit card. Oh, with their credit card? Yes, sir. (laughs) All right. Uh, maybe, I, uh, maybe I, is that all? Maybe I leave brother Adi to answer that. Yeah, thank you. Okay. okay, thanks very much for that question. Um, let's go to John chapter ten. Actually, it's it's one of the it's one of the scriptures that I've read uh, quite recently. Um, yeah, John chapter ten. John chapter ten, and let me go from. Let me go from verse... I'll just quickly check the verse. I'll go from verse 11. Verse 11. Actually, let me start from verse 10. It says, The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come... That's Jesus Christ speaking, not me, please. Don't, not me, I am. Jesus Christ is the I am. Come, that they might have life, and they might have it more abundantly. Again, I am the good shepherd. That's Jesus Christ is the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd, whose own sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them and scattered them. The hireling fleeth because he is a hireling and care not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and know of mine. Now, why did I go for this scripture? Because... In some versions, it says that the hireling is someone who's actually paid, you know. As I said earlier, some people are ministers, quote-unquote, because of what they can get out of it. And what they can get out of it is probably money, fame, and all that. So when the minister says that someone should get into debt to pay them, then we can understand that there's a problem here. And according to what the Bible says, you know, there are many scriptures... That tells us as Christians that mm. we should owe nobody anything other than love. You know, as Apostle Paul speaking there. Mm. So, you see, the apostles in, in biblical times and general and ministers today will not want their congregation to get into debt. Mm. Okay, let me just add to that, sir. In, uh, if you go to Second Corinthians chapter 2, I'm sorry, Second Corinthians chapter uh, 9, in verse 7, let me just quick 
quick quote this quickly. Second story Corinthians chapter uh, nine verse seven. It says, "Let each one give as he has made up in his own mind." I'm reading the amplified version, and purposed in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully, or under any compulsion. For God loves that is, He takes pleasure in the prizes above other things. And is unwilling to abandon or do any do without a cheerful giver. That is joyous and prompt to do it. A, somebody who gives cheerfully, a cheerful giver, whose heart is in the giving. That is, Lord God loves a cheerful giver, not out of compulsion or reluctantly or sorrowfully. You see, now if you go again, let's go back a little bit to chapter eight of that same passage, Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse twelve. He said, "For." If there is readiness to give, if the readiness to give is there, then it is acceptable and welcome in proportion to what a person has, not according to what he does not have. Definitely, uh, you wouldn't say that you have when you give by your credit card. I mean, you are borrowing something that you don't have. So if you are being encouraged to give by your credit card, people are encouraging you to give out of what you don't have not out of what you have. And look at that your scripture, go and read it and meditate on it. If there is a willing heart, the old and uh, King James Version will say it is according it is accepted according to what a person has and not according to what he does not have or what a person has not. And again because we have to give without any compulsion as we purpose in our heart. Well, it's up to you if you think uh, giving out of your credit card is what you purpose in your heart is up to you. But then, like he said, um, I don't think the Bible will support, and I don't think the Lord Jesus Christ will support anybody going into debt just because you want to satisfy a human being. I'm very sure so giving in such circumstances is satisfying a pastor and not, not necessarily satisfying our God. I hope we're uh, able to answer the question a bit. Now, if, any, if anybody else wants to call in, please, you can call this number 75 God bless you. Yeah, hello. God bless you. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, sir. It's good to hear yeah. from you. Who may I know who is calling, please? Yeah, this is Adi. Adi. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. You are welcome to the program, sir. Yeah, thank you, sir. All right. Yeah, sir. I just want to uh, buttress what my other brother just said regarding okay. credit card and not credit card. Okay, sir. Uh, because is there anything that the Christian in union are doing probably to uh, stop the Christian union, you know, uh, doing this to the people, I mean, to the congregation, because if you know, or probably you are not aware, this is what is going on in virtually all churches in England now. Yes, sir. I don't know about Nigeria, but probably this thing might even, you know, take place in Nigeria, you know, but I'm sure probably what you are used to in Nigeria is, you know, giving whatever you have, mm. probably your 10 naira or your 20 naira. Mm. But now this is the general phenomenon now in UK. Okay. Virtually in all churches. I, I can even say probably 75% of all the churches. Not all, mm. but mostly 70-70. Is anything the Christian Union are doing mm. probably to put the, you know, to, to put the right thing into place? Mm. Because, you know, this is if the first time I witnessed this, or in the one of the churches when I first came to this country, yes, I really, I, I almost shed tears. Hmm. 
you can't believe it. I, I nearly said, yes, uh, what is churches are turning to? You are right, sir. So, is there anything the Christians are not doing? That's my number one question. Please. All right, sir. My number two is, is it really we are going to heaven? Hmm. I mean, the righteous ones. Hmm. Because I am someone we are discussing about the Bible and uh, Isaiah 11, 6 to 9. The person showed me some things there of which when I read it, actually I failed somehow. And even uh, Revelation 21, 3 and 4, probably 1 to 4. And it's, you know, trying to explain to me that are we all of us going to heaven? Hmm. Is, is it a new heart for the new kingdom? These are my sir. Thank you very much, sir. God bless you. Um, well, you, you, you uh, God bless you for those questions. That can we do anything to stop uh, Christendom from preaching falsehood? Well, we thank the Lord that that's one of the visions God has given us in this program. Uh, there is, we may not be able to do anything to go out there and enact in law to stop whatever anybody is doing. All we will need to do is to point attention of people to the scriptures, and so that they, they uh, please, can we? Uh, sorry, can you give us a little bit of time? Okay. Um. Hello. Oh. Okay. Um. Sorry. Please, if you can call back. All right. If you can call back, uh, maybe in a, let me just quickly answer the other questions there. Uh, he's talking about can we do anything? What we can do is to know the scriptures, is to live by the scripture and allow ourselves to be deceived. My brother Ade will tell us that when we read Second Timothy chapter three, uh, I recommend that you read Second chapter three, then maybe verse thirteen. It says those who are deceiving and those who are being deceived, they are both evil, and uh, so we would we will not allow ourselves to be deceived by. Uh, by, by sticking to the scriptures, Second Peter chapter two, I think, tells us about uh, uh, people who are out to make merchandise of us in the name of God, and we should we should avoid such people. He specifically said we should not have anything to do with them. We should avoid it, if, even if the whole world is going into. In fact, that's part of what has uh, my, my brother Adi. You will know that's part of what has um, uh, brought in this topic in us. This is the third time we are treating the church in the world because people are using worldly. Uh, worldly measures, worldly uh, traditions, because now you can buy anything online with your card. They are indirectly leading us to a, a place where of things that will happen even when the Antichrist starts to reign. We should look at this as worldly philosophies. It's not, and it's not got to do with the gospel. I mean. If uh, once a church is centered on money, business, and everything, that's when you see all these kind of practices coming on. And then you ask the question, are we going to heaven? That is one thing that is burning in our own minds, too. Are people really worshipping God for heaven's sake? In fact, some people will say, like you answer, like you ask, that uh, uh, sometimes people wonder if there is another heaven for people in Nigeria or another heaven for people in, in the world. The Bible says not everybody that calls me Lord, Lord. Uh, please, uh, hold on, I will, I, will, I, will, I will talk to you just a minute. It says, not everybody that calls me Lord, Lord, in Matthew chapter 7, that calls me Lord, Lord, will enter into my Father's kingdom. Only those who do my will. Please, let's continue to do His will. Let's associate with people who will do His will. Let's also try and, 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 and uphold the doing of His will. That's the only thing, only way to make to go to heaven. Hello, my brother. Or Hello, uh, good evening. Good evening, sir. Uh, God bless you. Michael. Mike, Micah. Michael, 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 how are you, sir? God bless you. Fa bless you too. I do so much. Uh, God will be protecting you people for your program. I'm so so very glad hearing this program. Actually, thank you very much, sir. God bless you. Yeah. Um. What I want to contribute is like um. Um. Me myself, I'm a Pentecostal actually, and I'm a chorister in the church. Oh, huh? thank, thank God. 
um, but now, you know, sometimes if you see what, I, what I'm seeing in England now, sometimes if you go for evangelism, start preaching for people, they start saying church, 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 money, money, money. money. But I, actually, I don't listen to them. Right. But what pains me a lot is just about my friend. All right. That my friend, he got married, he got two kids. And at the same time, you understand, he's still a believer like me. He plays drum, he plays drum in their own church, I okay. swear. You understand? Okay. So, you know, when they have problem, um, I always tell them, if you people have problem, um, what you people supposed to do, you, 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 you said, you know, you people sit down and, you know, sort it out. If you people can't sort it out, you people have to go to man of God, you know, at the same time, you will pray and sort things out for you people. Mm. So they went to man of God mm. along the line. When they went to man of God, then they, Tell man of God their problem. Man of man of God start um, settling them. But at last, hmm. man of God now told them, told the wife to leave the husband. Hmm. And later on, night sleeping with the husband. Hmm. You see, that's why every time people complain to church, church. These are the people who spoil church. Yeah, a right. whole minister of a church, right. you know, tell somebody, tell a sister to leave to push the husband out from the house. Mm -hmm. And now he's not sleeping with the wife, yeah. which is not fair. These are the people who spoil Christian all the time. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, sir. God bless you, sir. In a, bless you. In a first, um, uh, first John chapter four verse one, it says, right. "Do not believe all spirits." Uh, all right. But test them and to see if they are of God. Uh, do all not right. believe all spirits. So that number one, it's not everybody that says are uh, men of God that yes. are really men of God. Yes. I'm not yes. the one who is saying this. Our Lord Jesus Christ said it in Matthew chapter seven that it's not yes. everybody that calls me Lord Lord will enter my kingdom. Only those who will do the will of my Father. That's what Christ says. And his, and um, and his disciple, apostle also said we should not believe all spirits. So people also should know that it's not everybody that comes out to say they are men of God out there are real men of our genuine men of God. You've got you know, one of the things that we will uh, uh, enjoy Christians to do is also to study the scripture themselves and be grounded like the Berians will do. Maybe brother they will talk a little bit about the Berian attitude okay. or any or any other thing that will okay. buttress my point. Okay, my, um, what um, my brother has just said here is very important. Christians, the best way to um, detect a falsehood is for you to be grounded in scriptures yourself. I mean, look at what Paul says. He says that the Berians were very noble men because they checked everything that I said and ensured that it was so. That's Acts chapter uh, seventeen, yes, eleven. Yes. You see, so you need to check the word of God. If someone preaches something to you, you check it. And let me give you another advice. We can find that in Titus chapter three, verse ten. It says that a heretic, a man that is a heretic, after the first and second admonition, rejects. Knowing that Please hold the line. Such, mm. is subverted and sinneth, being condemned of himself. Mm. Now it says, after first and second, reject. Mm. Now the first, first time a person preaches false doctrine, they become a heretic. Mm. You rebook them. Mm. Second time, rebook them. Third time, reject. Just reject them. Yeah, hello. Yeah, I think I think that, that, that should sort that out. Hello, sir. Omar. God bless you. Hello, sir. Hello, ma. God bless you. May we know you, ma. Good evening, sir. My name is Elizabeth. Elizabeth, good to have yeah, you on this program. First and foremost, I want to thank God for this kind of program. Thank you, ma. I, I think uh, it will serve as I hope now to a lot of Christians, or well, so-called Christians, who really have not been able to identify uh, who they are in Christ. We, we thank the Lord for that um, comment. Uh, with reference to the question raised by the man who talked about offering. You're all right, sir. Ma, that's Brother Daniel. Now, much, as, um, much as I want to identify with that um, opinion, yes. you know, that some pastors go out of their way to demand 
for offering because I don't see offering as something that should be demanded for. Yeah, it should be free will. For any true child of God, mm. the Bible has enjoined us yes. that we should not go to the house of God empty-handed. Yes. Albeit, when you do not have the money, mm-hmm. God is not interested in our physical money. Mm-hmm. When we don't have it, we don't have it, mm-hmm. and God understands. Sees our hearts, yes. Now, you see, what I have personally observed, sir, yes. is the fact that a lot of so-called worshippers, they themselves get men of God into trouble. Mm-hmm. Many of us tempt the men of God hmm. just because we want to hold a special place in their hearts. All right. Some believe, you see, many people, like you said earlier, cannot sit down to study the scriptures. Yeah. Many cannot go on their knees to call upon to, their God. Pray. Yeah. So many believe they need a pastor or an intermediary. Mm-hmm. In as much as you cannot pray on your own, hmm. you cannot talk to God, communicate with God one on one. Then there's a problem as a Christian. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And when you so much depend on a man of God or any kind of intermediary between you and God, hmm. then it becomes on you to want to satisfy that person. Mm. I remember a Christian sister often said to me, oh, you think a man of God has time for only you? Do you know how many people intercede on behalf of? <laughs> now, for you to take a special place, mm. if he has apportioned on her yes. to be spent praying for five members, mm. and you want 45 minutes to be spent on you alone, yes. definitely you need to position yourself in such a manner. Yeah. Yeah, and then they begin to go out of their ways. Mm-hmm. Some don't even have it. Like the man said, many have exhausted two, three credit cards. Yes, trying to impress man, not God. Not to impress the man of yeah, God. Yeah, that's the trouble, and that's why we Before are saying. The- Thank you, my sister. Yes, but, uh, because of time, uh, probably if you wouldn't mind, uh, let's just quickly comment on that. Uh, you yes, see, so I, 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 people should be talked to, not just man of God alone, but also we worshippers ourselves. Yes, uh, what we tend doing on this program is that we yes. call it the Gospel Watch. You see, it's okay. like God saying, I've made you a watchman, uh, oh, I mean, to, for the house of Israel. And that's the revelation we got for this, for, for, uh, we, we had for this program. And it's not just for the men of God, it's for people to understand the truth of the gospel. And for people to be equipped that they needed to go back like the Bereans. Sometimes when you even hear some sermons, go back home and check. If they are, if they are, if they are according to the scriptures, and then there is this emphasis on the end time signs, the perilous times, as stated in Second Timothy chapter three. It is not only those who are deceiving that are evil; those who are being deceived, those who allow themselves to be deceived, they are equally evil. And the scripture says they will be waxing strong in the end times. And uh, we are we are trusting God that He will He will use us to 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 open people's eyes and and to be able to know. I mean, to be able to point them to the man who is the only one that should be the mediator between man and God. Let me just read this to you, sir, Amma, before you before you go. On the first uh, epistle of uh, Paul to Timothy, chapter two, verse five, he said, "For there is only one God." And only one mediator between God and man, 
the man Jesus Christ. You see, a lot of things that happen in this world is that people have they made they they, they have established man-made or man-centered church. You see, a lot of churches, even some mega churches, they are centered around a human being around a man. If God is not the true head of a church, definitely the church is not the kind of church that Jesus Christ built. It will collapse. So I don't know if Brother Adi wanted to say one um, thing or the other. Yeah, you're absolutely right, um, Bartolu. Um, you see, sister, what's happening here is that the pastor has a choice in ensuring that he is not the, the center of attraction. You see, if you're a minister and you realize that people want to hold you, keep reminding them that it's Christ that they need to be glorifying, yes. not him. Because yes. he's just a flesh like you. We're all yes. the same. You see, it's there in the Bible. Even look at um, um, Apostle John. He wanted to bow down and worship the angel. Guess what? The angel said, no, no, don't. Or when you people know? wanted to worship Peter, worship Peter or Paul, Paul they all rejected they all it. said, no. Yes. So, you see, it all comes back down to the minister. You see, the Bible says, so who much is given, much will be required. Yes. If you decide that you want to become a minister, then the buck stops with you. Mm. You have to make sure that only Christ is glorified in mm. all things. Yes, thank you very much, sir. And thank you for everybody thank that you. has contributed uh, because the time you, is fast running. Yes, yeah. if you want to identify with this program, we are, you are welcome. If you want to talk to us after the studio on our private lines, it's on 077 Or you can log on on our website on www.com narrowgateproject.org.uk www.narrowgateproject.org.uk In fact, you can listen to past episodes of this program on, on, on that website. Uh, they are all streamed there for you to listen to. And uh, if you want to be part of you can join us on first and third Saturday of every month and then uh, to contribute as we do. And if you want to be part of worship, you can join us at 10 a.m. on Sundays or 7 p.m. on Wednesdays at uh, Broadwater Farm Community Center, Adams Road, Tottenham, London, N17. Um, uh, our time is fast spent, and uh, we want to thank you, everybody that has uh, um, contributed to the program. And we say uh, uh, it's all today. It's all about the church in the world and the world in the church. And we 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 are trusting God that uh, God has used the um, um, used this program to open people's eyes and to bless people. Uh, thank you, everybody that has contributed. And uh, maybe the last word from my brother Adi just before we leave. Um, well, thanks everyone for listening, and we hope that. Um, We've been a blessing to you, but most importantly, that God's name has been glorified through this broadcast. Yes. Um, my you know, prayer is that people will go back home, go back to the drawing board, pick up your Bible, and study and see these things for yourself to make sure that they're, as me and my brother here, says they are. Yes. May God bless you. Yes, please remember, do not, uh, you are of the world, but, I mean, you are in the world, but you are not of the world. And the Bible says, in, once again, in First John chapter 2, verse 15 and 16, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loves the world, the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the loss of the flesh, the loss of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. And once again, this program is the Gospel Watch brought to you by the Narrowgate Project. Join us in worship on Sundays at 10 a.m., on, on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. at Broadwater Farm Community Center, Dams Road, London, N17. You can get us on phone 077-233-27314 or visit our website on www.narrowgateproject.org.com. 
www.ipod.us.uk. You can also listen to past editions of this or past episodes of this program on the same website. Until we come your way again uh, in two weeks' time, uh, please uh, keep fit in the Lord, keep growing in the Lord, study the scripture, ask questions, do the Berean attitude. Go and check whether the things you hear are, are, are according to the scripture. Do not believe all spirits, but test them if they are God. And until we come again, God bless you. I'm your host, Tulu Mogaji, saying goodbye and God bless.